Welcome to Synergy XR Talks, the business podcast at the forefront of digital transformation. In this episode, we're joined by Hella Maria Munke, an expert training coordinator from St. Gobain Isover, exploring their innovative approach to lockout tagout training using VR and its transformative impact on employee safety. In this episode of Synergy XR Talks, we're going to be focusing a little bit about what happens after you start using virtual reality as an element in your training and learning platform. So before we dive into that, just a quick remarks or thoughts on my side on what happened in 2023 and what I think will happen in 2024. And feel free to chime in if you, I would love to hear your take on 2024, Hillip. But uh, first, let me give you a quick introduction to my view, and then we'll have an introduction of you. And we'll have a conversation about how VR training is affecting the organization and the humans involved in, in, in using VR. 2023 have brought a lot of interesting perspectives, I think, to this industry. I think we have had a lot of pilots and proof of concepts with the clients that we work with. I think in 2024, we're going to see a shift in that mindset within a lot of different companies from this dipping your toes in the metaverse pool to actually to actually deploying and start using it on a larger scale. And there's a number of reasons for me thinking that. And one of them are that we see, obviously, we're increasing our support for different headsets and devices. So we talked to Quest, we've been supporting them for a long time, HTC, Pico, all of these companies are really looking into to expanding their footprint within their existing client base. And they're looking for content like the one that that we're providing them with to to exactly that use. We we see a lot of interest for really large corporations actually starting to to looking into more uh, full scale rollout of of using VR. At the same time, we have now uh, added support for integration to learning management systems. So VR is now not just a, a game or a toy in the organization from a learning perspective, but also a part of actually tracking people's ability to do different trainings and making sure that if I need to take a training, we can document that I took it and I passed it and I'm now certified to do whatever I need to do. So we see a lot of that as well. And then ultimately, Apple finally entered this space. And boy, are we some who really have longed for that for a long time. And I, even though we don't have the Apple Vision Pro yet, I think yesterday I saw a rumor on X that launch could be expected as early as late January next year. We'll see about that. But the conversations we have with companies is that Apple alone just saying, hey, now we're actually entering this space have made a lot of companies go from, hmm, yeah, let's see what happens to, no, now we actually need to, to get serious about this. And then there's companies like Isover Saint-Gobain, who's already on the forefront and have been working with virtual reality for a long time now, I dare to say. Mm -hmm. We met a few months ago to have a talk about your initial introduction of one of your first trainings and that was a, a technology talk i think we should add the link to that episode in the in the notes somewhere but today let's have a more uh, in-depth talk about what happens when people actually start using it so helen welcome and and thank you for joining the studio <laughs> yes, again thank you Diego. for the audience that didn't see our first conversation please give us a quick introduction to who you are and your role at isover yeah so uh, my name is Helle Monke and I work as a training coordinator at uh, Saint-Gobain Isover uh, in Denmark. 
And I am a project manager for our virtual reality project and also augmented reality project. And my my main task is training systems, competency development. And yeah. you have a background and, uh, in, in sociology. Yeah, I have a background as a cultural sociologist. Yeah. And, uh, but I always work with digitalization and on the edge between human and machine. And yeah, and, and this is VR is... It's both about human learning, but it's mm. also about new technology. So uh, I think yeah. it's very exciting to be part of this development. I so. think that's a very interesting point because what we have learned uh, with the conversations we are having with, with the companies is that it's not just about using a new piece of technology. This is a completely different way of doing training and implement that in the existing toolbox. It's, some, it's a change management project. And, yeah, and definitely, definitely. So, but I always say that digitalization is all about organizational culture. So yeah. it's not just about technology, it's culture because it affects the way we work. Yeah. And like you said, the way we learn, we need to think about our people and our everyday of work when we talk about new kinds of technology. Okay, so take us back to before we we had our first conversation. I know yeah. safety is yeah, on... The top of the agenda. Yeah, safety first at yeah. Senko Bang. And we are we are a production site with heavy machinery and and like in other production industries, we we need to take care of our people. Yeah. We, people need to get home safe every yes. day. So for us safety is the most important thing. And this is also why we really prioritize our safety training, that people have the right skills in order to work safe and of course also efficiently and they have the high quality of work but safety is is a main concern for us yeah. so that's also why we have really spent a lot of time and prioritized also to do the training with we are yeah, yeah, yeah. but perhaps I we'll, we'll stop get now. there eventually <laughs> no, no we can there's no we don't have to follow the script we can go in all the directions we want to as long as yeah. we cover all the different topics so i really love the get home safe approach and so before just let, let's just quickly describe what the vr training that that you came to us and then we helped you with what is it and why did you choose that for the first uh, training yeah so of course we when we started out with the VR project we we were also in a learning process and we needed a project where we could both learn and know when to use uh, virtual reality for training and when not to use it uh, but also it should not just be a, a project to learn and get some experience it should also provide us with some something that we can use yeah. and uh, for us it was uh, Obviously, we would like to work with safety training and we chose the low to procedure training because it's totally fundamental for uh, our safety. Yeah. The low to procedure is Loto, about logger tagger. Yes. yes. Yeah. It is a procedure where you secure your machines, you block for energy sources so that it cannot start when you start working on it and you have to repair, do maintenance and so on. Yes. So it's a very fundamental for all the our all my co-workers yeah. uh, safety yes yeah so there's a, a sequence you add small padlocks different places to avoid power being on yes. to uh, air pressure hydraulics are exactly. being secured exactly. and, and so you can you can do maintenance or support without being injured yeah yes it sounds like a perfect place to start and, and one thing that that we often find because 
I, I have a slide usually that I present to to the people that I talk to about all the different use cases for 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 extended reality and and safety and training. It's it's just one little bullet. So identifying where to start when when you're being presented with twenty five different use cases that that extended yeah. reality. We started by uh, asking our organization. Yeah where to start, what's our main concern. And uh, from that, we uh, we work with the different topics and look, okay, what would uh, give us the most benefits and yep. uh, what could we learn from. It was also important that we had something that was um, limited so that it was not too big that we started so that we could you know, get it done also. Yes. So I think that uh, it's very good to be very specific and concrete when you have to do your first uh, training. But like in all other, when you develop training, it is very important from my point of view that you define uh, the learning goals, mm-hmm. the purpose. Why are we doing this training? Yeah. What should people learn? Yeah. And and use that as the backbone of the training. And if you cannot s- tell, okay, there's a purpose or there are some goals, then you should not do it. No. Before VR training, how would you do, how would you introduce your employees to doing a, a lockout techout procedure? Yeah, we we use uh, I think normal classroom training, PowerPoint presentation, and also some hands-on training also at the equipment. Yeah. Yes. But our challenge with the lockout checkout, or actually with a lot of our procedures in yeah. general, is that we have a twenty-four-seven production, yep. and it is heavy machinery. Meaning that if you do not know how to engage around the machines, then you are not safe. Mm. So how can we conduct safety training for people who need to learn how to be safe around machines yep. without getting them in a, yes. a dangerous situation? Yeah. Uh, we were dependent on di- planned or unplanned downtown downtime yeah. in order to <laughs> conduct the yeah, hands-on yeah. Uh, training. So that was also why we look okay. So how can we? How can you all know that hands-on training? It's we learn a lot more. We remember yes when we do it. Yeah. So. How can we do that in a safe environment? Yeah, and that's why we we looked into VR because then you are actually in a a totally safe environment. Yep. But you can also train the uh, hands-on. So yeah. Uh, one of my favorite moments when I'm with uh, people who are new to VR is when they the first time put on a VR headset. Even though we've been watching a 2D screen of this is the environment you're going into and they go, yeah, that's fine. And then ultimately they put on the headset and the brain just immediately accepts you are somewhere else now. This is a new reality. And that's why we even added, so we do a lot with wind turbine and and safety in in the maritime industry. And one of the things that, that we do is we are adding like sounds of waves and seagulls because not only the visuals, but also the audio, you are immediately taken to, to, to that specific part of the production. I think we even added like an yeah, engine you, sound you, to, to your uh, Loto procedure. Yeah, so um, the more senses we use when yes. we uh, are in a learning situation, the more we, we can remember afterwards. Yes. And and like you said, when people put on the headset for the first time, they're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, I, it's just like a video, they think or so. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. they get so engaged and focused, yes. they forget where they are. Yep. Uh, f- pure physically, because yes. mentally they are, in this case, at the, a packaging machine and yep. they need to put on some padlocks and so on. Yep. But 
in 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 the real world they stand on floor in uh, some yeah office floor yeah. somewhere but yeah. uh, they get so uh, focused and i think this is also one on one hand it's a safe environment but it's yeah. also so focused and what we want when people learn is to get their attention yes yeah there are no mobile phones no, there no, are no emails squirrels, yeah, no nothing, nothing. so yeah. i think that's a very <laughs> strong element also of the VR training, yeah. but also that it's flexible mm -hmm. because you're not dependent on being at the machine. So we can have the machine running yeah. and have production going and then new employees, they can still learn about the machine, yeah. but put so, a headset so on. So, so it's also flexible. So. One of the things that I really like about what you did is that instead of putting the VR training room let's call it that somewhere remote at if you actually created a room at, yeah. on the f production floor is how well is that um, how well has that been received by the people on the floor is yeah, it being yeah. used yes it is used so uh, the idea was that instead of uh, the it's new technology it's new with the headset so instead of it making something very special at uh, some fancy meeting room across the street yeah then we, we took the vr headset to the production floor and where we have this safe room so it's nearby the production line behind the door okay yeah so, so it's visible first, so again, yeah I again yeah. but <laughs> it's also visible so for a long time people could see okay i ha had this sign at the door okay yeah. Here we're going to have a VR room uh, and we really look forward for you to put on the headset. And yeah. so in some way we did a kind of ad for it by yeah. people, okay, there will be a VR room. But also it's it's nearby, so it's also it's easy to access yeah. uh, for the people who need to use uh, the VR headset. And like I said, it's visible and so, so yeah, and created some attention. What's the reaction been like from the people actually using the headset? Uh, yeah, most. The funny thing is that we have talked a lot about this VR training beforehand. So we have presented it at some kickoff meetings and uh, project meetings. We have told the organization about this is coming. We have shown some mo movies about it. So a lot of so the, you build uh, up anticipation. We build up some uh, and anticipation. Yeah. So Love it. and most people have actually been very excited. Mm. It is we have integrated as a part of our Lotus certification training. They know they have to have some theoretical part yep. by an instructor, but then the pr the hands-on training. Yeah. They really, okay, this is in VR. It's a new way of learning. So they really look forward to it. Yeah. And thankfully, they also thought it was fun and engaging. Nice. So yeah. uh, when you build up attention, people yes. should also think it's a nice way of learning. And Absolutely. they really, most people like it. They think it's fun. That, like I said, they get really focused and have a good time, but also learn. Yeah. And I think you, you can both learn and have a good time. Absolutely. And and I think that p most people can also recognize that your strongest memory is based on a feeling. Yes. So if we can create some feelings when we also train, then we also work with the memory muscle. Yes. Yeah. And mm. so the, they have fun, but they but they also learn something. Okay. But of course, it we also have some who is not that comfortable with it. Uh, okay. But most people like it, but some are a bit more reluctant. And mm -hmm. what we can see is it is also uh, something to do with what background you come with. Uh, people who have been gaming beforehand, younger people who are used to use different kinds of uh, technology or 
family fathers and moms uh, who have bought a VR headset for the kids, yeah. they are more comfortable with it than yes. people who are not used to this. Uh, so we also work, uh, we, we take this into consideration during the training because we know that if you're not comfortable with it, uh, then we should not push you, but then you can try. And if you're not, if you do not think this is for me right now, then it's okay to step out and then look at, because we always cast it on a big screen, yes. then they okay. can follow it there. Yeah. And then eventually, hopefully people get more used to it. Yeah. Those who are a bit more, not that comfortable, but like I said, most people have a good time. They really like it and they ask for more. Yes. I think that's they, a good sign that they that ask, that okay, what's your next training project yeah. and uh, can we try it yes. and so on. But I think you need to, in order to have a, a really good implementation, you you need to consider that there, there will be different kinds of reaction to it and you have to also be patient and accept that you have to handle different kinds of situations. And our yeah. instructors are really good at this. Yeah. Did you actually train some to be instructors or, yeah. or how, how did that pan yeah, out it's it's too vulnerable if it's only two people at the whole plant who know yeah. how the vr headset works what we work with was a, a train the trainer concept so we have this group who is uh, responsible for our loto certification training yeah. and they we, we learned them to use the headset and they should train the trainer so they trained those people and suddenly we have 15 people instead of just two, able to conduct training with the VR. So they know the headset, they know how to start it, they know how to guide people, because what we have decided, because it's new technology, a new way of learning, we are we have an instructor uh, on site okay. every time. Yeah. Uh, so that they get comfortable with it and over time empower them to do it on their own. Yeah. So we have, I think, yeah, uh, we have, so we have trained the trainer to yeah. be a VR trainer. So it's just not just me. You can do it. Yeah. I think that's very important that it's not centralized, but it's decentralized because Absolutely. it also, you know, yeah, it's um, it, it gets more accepted also in the organization Absolutely. when they see, okay, it's my normal job, a job instructor who's mm -hmm. also teaching me this. Yeah. And if he can figure it out, then I can also figure it out and it's not that dangerous. So. Absolutely. And tying back to my, let's see if they will be accurate my predictions of 2024 companies who are currently looking into to like larger scale rollouts with not only 10 15 20 people doing a pilot but hundreds perhaps even thousands with yeah. some of the companies that we talk to you can't have one vr trainer no. like then it's not scalable so i really like that approach that you're actually decentralizing the whole training aspect one thing that I would wanted to to just go back to was so, so now VR training is a part of your traditional curriculum. So you're still doing classroom training. You're still doing like hands on. Yeah, we see it as a supplement to and to our uh, training program. Yeah. So it's not like it, it is replacing uh, the other training. It is used for qualifying. Mm, our yeah. existing training. So yeah. that's also why I say it's an integrated part now of yes. our doctor certification training because we still need some we still need some uh, theoretical knowledge that can uh, where it can be really good to sit in a classroom, a group of people discussing different kinds of okay, how do we do this procedure and so on. Yeah. And then people jump into the VR headset with some knowledge on the background and yeah. then they yeah. they could do it in 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 virtual reality. 
But of course, we still have some hands-on training also because yeah. it it is also important that we we get out to the machines and. But this gives us an additional tool and uh, an opportunity to make some hands-on training that is flexible, like I said in the start. Yeah. But also, right now, uh, people are getting certified to do the loader procedure. But in a year, people need to uh, refresh. Yeah. Yeah. Then okay. our intention is that, okay, they can get a short theoretical refresher yeah. and then put on the headset, take the practical training and then, okay, yes. go on. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it does not stand alone, but it is a very strong tool for qualifying. We, we often hear in, in conversations that, that people are, are expecting VR training to be a replacement of traditional training. And, and I'm just glad that I'm not the only one with the perspective that it's not. It's a supplement. Yeah, and it's, it's a also very a very powerful t- supplement, though. Yeah, and it is something to, it's a tool for our instructor also to make their every day of work also easier so that they can uh, choose, okay, I need to put focus here and the VR can help me here. Yeah. They have, uh, we have a lot of uh, people, uh, a lot of procedures that need to be trained. So it is a helping tool also yeah. for our trainers. Yeah, absolutely. And and one, so you told me one thing before we started this, that, that I, f- I find that I would love for every company to experience that, that. So you're using the multiplayer version, obviously, yeah. <laughs> since you're on the Synergy XR platform. So you have more than one person doing the training. Actually, you, you give an introduction and, and you you were telling me there was almost like a, a game of who could do the procedure <laughs> yeah. faster than, than the other. And, and I love that element of gaming. Yeah. What, what's, what's the reaction so far with, with the people using it and working yeah. together in VR? Yeah, it's a really been a positive reaction. Uh, so, like you said, we chose that uh, we have an instructor, and then he or she has two to three people in a in a headset, and yeah. the uh, trainer cast it on a, a screen, yeah. so that uh, the trainer can follow the procedure training yes. and guide people. Yeah. But what we can see is this creates some kind of social learning situation where they can use each other and talk to each other, and it's not that you know. It becomes easier, yeah. but like you said, we also had a situation with there were three <laughs> two guys, yeah. <laughs> and the two of them they just got it immediately. Yeah, they just okay. I know how to to move, and I know how to click, and so on. Yeah. So they just went into the com- competition mode. Yeah. <laughs> and they just sprinted through it in less than <laughs> ten minutes and left. The third person behind. Yeah. But luckily we had some really cool, good instructors at site. Yeah. He just said to them, okay, so you tried it now. Then yeah. you teach back. You take your coworker yes. with you and show how it's done. Yeah. So I think it shows that people get so focused and they have fun. Yeah. And But it is also important that they we have this instructor also saying, okay, but we also have to learn here and we need to have everybody with us also. Yeah. But that was a really good situation. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to embrace new technology. I, I really love that approach. Yeah. But eventually, we by, by doing this a social thing also in learning, we we also hope to, our goal is to empower people in order to do it by themselves yeah. one day. So we are really setting, helping the organization to embrace this yeah. tool and then it to be more autonomous, Yeah, perhaps in a year or two. But uh, you need to have a good organization around also the new technology yeah. and uh, in order to support 
yeah, that's also some of the things that, that we see with the conversations we have. If you don't have a, a, a person like you or some of your colleagues that are really rallying behind the introduction of new technology, it's going to be very hard to to, to to make it successful. Yeah, but you also need to make people curious about them and involve them in the process. So yeah. we have not just been in our own little space. We have involved people during test phase. And like I said, we had this poster on the door and okay okay just wait for it and yeah so involve uh, talk to people listen to them yeah. perhaps they have uh, a, a good idea also for how to do it yeah but what we can see is it, it's a learning for perhaps other who are implementing is that when people are new at the virtual reality they start by they, they, they need to learn how to move to use the hardware yeah first so uh, it's a good idea to prioritize that you have some time to learn how to use the controllers. I know yeah. you have made some really good uh, a training, a small training session where yeah. you, you can learn how to use the procedure training and so on. Yeah. It is uh, really great because then people can do that beforehand and then they go uh, can go into the training itself. Because yeah. if you need to spend too much time learning how to move then you do not learn, nope. in this case, the loads of procedure, yeah. because you're so focused on, oh, how on does the technology work? Yes. So I would definitely recommend that you prioritize and yeah. perhaps ask you people to Absolutely. provide and, with this. It's uh, really nice. And I want to say a, a warm thank you for for giving us feedback on the mm. on our introduction or the procedure that helps people understand how to use the controllers <laughs> yeah, and so the because we're working with it uh, a lot of hours every day, so we have a pretty good understanding. But your feedback has been really helpful to to creating something that's very applicable. Yeah, because for you and me, it is natural to take the controllers, and we know just what to do. But we we need to be aware that it's not common knowledge for most people. No, nope. most people do not know how to not do yet. it. Not yet. Most adults do not know it. Exactly. In our experience, uh, yeah. at least, let's say it like that. So one one person said to me at some point that, that we're going back to the, it's a supplement, it's not a replacement, that they're looking into do different trainings, also including VR as a part of that. And they wanted to, and, and here's a term that I'm, I'm sure I need to, to credit him for it, but, but he wants to generate the same amount of brain sweat using a VR session as if he was actually doing it in, in the right uh, environment at the factory floor. And and I think that VR is able to take us to that degree, but we'll, and I, I'm not going to say never, but it's really hard to learn how to use a screwdriver in VR, but you can figure out the, the fundamentals, the how hard to apply force or something really fine and granular it's very difficult so i strongly believe that using vr will become uh, a supplement for a long time and never a replacement but it's going to be so fun to see how that's going to pan out um, any any remarks on the future on your side how do you see vr involved in, into your organization and, yes. and 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 you're allowed to be really futuristic so <laughs> No limits. We're allowed to talk about the future. Yeah, I, I have always said it. It, it, we, we would like it to be an integrated part of our training program and not just for the safety training. Of course, it is. It's brilliant for safety training, and we will develop more safety procedure training 
uh, within the VR uh, environment. But I also, and of course, machine understanding and so on. There are a lot of procedures also you can use it for. Yeah. Uh, but I also see that it should be a more a natural way of both training, learning, but also corroborating and developing. Yeah. Uh, it should. So I th- I think that in a couple of years it will be a very natural thing to say okay, we are developing uh, this machine for for you uh, mm. the new this new packaging machine. Yeah. Let's put on our VR headset. I am in Denmark. You are in Paris. And yeah. Perhaps we have a person in the U.S. Yep. Uh, talking about okay, how could this fit into, and then move around and yes. t- take parts away and put in some parts. So, I really see a great potential in in innovation and and developing um, yeah, like I said, new machines or yeah. trying out new procedures. So, what if we change the procedure? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's play with that in VR. Yes. We we do a different kind of loads of procedure. Yeah. We will not do that. We our loads of procedure is very strong, but yeah, another kind of procedure. Yes, could we do it in a different way? Uh, yeah, it would most certainly be be cheaper than actually having engineers changing the physical yeah. setup, uh, but just play around in in, in VR and, and do some experimentation there. Yeah, also because you know that in Project Aga, there is. <laughs> People sometimes do not spend that much time on the planning and then they just execute and they find out, okay, that was not a good idea, so we have to go all over again. But you in projects where you model and you play with things and you have some tests and so on, yeah. and you use the time for planning, it goes much better. So mm-hmm. put some of the, the planning in VR. Yes. Do the detailed planning there also. Try out your ideas. I think yeah. people could, companies could really save some bucks. Yeah. <laughs> if if they tested out some things yes. in VR before commissioning it, yeah. acting on it. Yeah. That, that's a great way to, I so, think, uh, time is flying in, in this good company. I think I want to quote you on the, Companies can save big bucks <laughs> by using XR. Let's, let's just end it at that and and continue this conversation at some other time. I, yeah. I really thank you very much for for joining us again. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're yeah, there's a, thank there's you for an inviting open invitation. Me. Yeah, Always, thank you. I'm really happy to follow what you guys do and how you implement technology. I think a lot of companies could learn a lot from that. So, thanks for joining us and sharing. And to the of audience, course. thanks Anything. for listening in. And we'll be back soon. Thank you very much.